Hey everyone, and welcome to the Renew Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Lenahan. I help faith-driven entrepreneurs grow their businesses, simplify their businesses so they can spend more time with family and mature in their faith. So you can think about it like a business coach meets spiritual director, if that's language that's familiar to you. I help faith-driven entrepreneurs in a few different ways, one of which is right here on the podcast, just by teaching some of the concepts that have been heavily influential in my own entrepreneurial journey, as well as in the lives and businesses of my clients. I also run the Renew Your Mind Mastermind, where I help entrepreneurs grow their businesses to that point where they can support themselves and their families via the business. So that's typically for people earlier on in their journey. Then lastly, I help established entrepreneurs via one-on-one coaching to scale their businesses while cultivating the fruit of the spirit in them. Now, before we get into the episode, uh, just to, to lead us into that, as we close in on 52 episodes, that'll be one year of podcast episodes with one episode per week. I've been able to track which episodes have been the most impactful, that have gotten the most shares and listens, and the ones that people have listened to multiple times and have told me that it's had a deep impact on their business and on their journey. And so today I wanted to go back into the episode bank to bring you one of the most impactful episodes from the first year of this podcast. And so with that, let's dive into the episode bank. Let's jump in. In episode 24, we talked about how you have this option of fueling yourself and fueling your business with diesel fuel, right? This pressure and constant buzz of anxiousness. It feels like hustle and tense muscles and shallow breathing. Or you can run on electricity, which feels very steady and calm. It feels like ease. It's calm, but it's also effective. At its best, it's what we describe as the flow state, where you're engaged and you're focused. And even though you're using effort, at the same time, it almost feels effortless. And so we also said in that episode that both diesel and electricity can both get you from point A to point B. But just like with cars, their impact on the environment around them will be different. And practically, that means that your experience of entrepreneurship will be very different depending on which fuel you're primarily running on. And I didn't harp on this too much back in episode 24, but how you as the entrepreneur experience running your business will have a direct effect on the experience of those closest to you, your spouse, your children, the people that you live with. And this will be particularly obvious if you work from home and you make that transition from stepping out of your home office into the rest of the house and interacting with everyone, how difficult or easy that transition is can often point to whether or not you've been operating on diesel or electricity. And what's really interesting is over the past couple of weeks, we've actually been in the process of buying a house. And I found myself very quickly and easily slipping back into diesel patterns that literally, like it felt like I was back on a college campus when I had deadlines and finals and exams stacking up. Or it felt like being in the corporate office when the C-suite executives would be visiting our branch and we had to scramble to just get things prepared and just get a ton done in a really short period of time. And I caught myself, I just went into this mode of like freaking out, trying to make sure that I was getting all the paperwork done, getting everything that my 
mortgage people needed, everything that the real estate agent needed. And then I stopped and I was like, oh, that's right. This is something that I've been working on in the business. I can also take that experience and use that here dealing with the process of buying a house. And it's funny because I almost felt like God was poking fun at me two weeks after releasing and publishing that podcast episode, I found myself very, very quickly slipping back into operating from diesel mode. But one last thing that I want to pull back or point to from episode 24 is that we also covered how running on electricity is actually faster, right? So if you picture a Tesla versus a garbage truck running on diesel, running on electricity is not just going to be a better experience for you and your family, but you'll actually get from point A to point B sooner. Now, I recap all of those things from episode 24 because today we're going to dig into one of the most common, if not the most common indicator that you are running on diesel. And that is the thought, I should be further along. Now, this is especially common for type A kind of high achievers, people with high expectations for themselves, people who have really ambitious goals and a desire for success, which if you're listening to this podcast My guess is there's an ambition, there's a vision in you that wants to be expressed in the world, and that's why you're listening to this podcast, that's why you run a business. Now, what's super fascinating about this thought is that I've seen it exist in every income range and every stage of business in people that I've worked with. I've seen it with my clients who make 50, 75, $100,000 a year, with my clients who are at day one and haven't earned a single dollar in their business yet and with my clients who are running million-dollar businesses. Now, what's so interesting about that is you might hear that and think, oh, well, if it's not preventing people from scaling to six figures or seven figures in their business, why is this even worth a podcast episode? Why are you talking about this? I will tell you why I'm talking about this, because that line of thinking is really only focused on the quantity of results, the quantity of revenue. What we are called to as faith-driven entrepreneurs is not just a quantity of results, but also a quality of both results and experience, how we do life, how we run our businesses, how we live and who we are as we go about doing these things is oftentimes the greatest thing that we can do to witness to other people and to point people towards Jesus. And so, yes, there are very successful, quote unquote, people out in the world operating from this place of, I should be further along, and this isn't enough, I need more, I wish I had more. And this is the soundtrack kind of in the background of their minds, driving them forward. And sure, you can build a, from a worldly perspective, a successful business from this place, just like you can get from point A to point B on diesel fuel. But here's the question that I want you to sit with and answer, even answer this out loud as you're listening to this. Is that really how you want to build your business? Is that how you really want to experience entrepreneurship? And if you just answered that question, no, then keep listening. And if you answered yes, I would suggest listening with an open mind. Now, any time that you have this thought, I should be further along from this moment on for the rest of your life. I want you to remember this episode. I want you to remember this picture that I'm going to describe. And I want you to picture yourself running from a paper tiger. 
Let me explain a bit. My wife, Dana, and I, we dated long distance throughout college. We've been together for quite a while. And she took a few psychology classes. Uh, I think actually that was her minor. And I remember visiting her one weekend. And she shared this one concept with me that has just stuck with me because I think it's a great way to visualize so many of the things that you experience as an entrepreneur. And it was this concept of a paper tiger. And basically, it's a reference to the fact that back before modern civilization and towns and cities and houses, when humans were living in nature with very little between them and the rest of the animal kingdom, the fears and the stressors that humans experienced were very literal threats to survival. And so one example of how this would be back then is you're going about your day and all of a sudden you come across a tiger in the wild. And immediately your amygdala goes to work and it alerts your nervous system, which sets your body's fear response into motion. You start to release stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, your blood pressure and your heart rate increases. And all of this happens in the name of survival, of running away from the tiger or climbing a tree or doing whatever it takes to stay alive. And what happens with the adrenaline and the cortisol is that they get used. As you physically move your body, you use and you process the adrenaline and the cortisol so that it's no longer just sitting in your body. Now, in modern society, I highly doubt that wherever you are, you're running into tigers on your way to the grocery store. Whereas back then, people's problems were literally about life and death, many of the problems that you experience in your business, like stress, like fear around what other people think, or fear of setting a goal and not hitting it, are what Dana's professor called paper tigers. These are things that are perceived by your brain to be threats to your literal safety, but that don't actually pose a threat. And what happens when you are metaphorically running from a paper tiger is you have the body's actual response as if there were a real tiger in front of you. You get the cortisol, you get the adrenaline coursing through your body, but instead of actually running away and moving your body and using that cortisol and adrenaline, you're sitting at your desk trying to mentally run away from the threat. And the cortisol and adrenaline sit in your body. Now, guess what the effects are of this happening over time, of cortisol and adrenaline being coursed through your body and then not being processed and not being released? It's increased risk of burnout, increased risk of heart attack or stroke, heart palpitations, high blood pressure, and anxiety. And so that pressure that we talked about in episode 24, that low buzz of anxiety and that constant sense that there's a little bit of cortisol in your system pushing you into action, it's a paper tiger that actually poses no threat to your physical safety. But this is the most insane part. Because your brain perceives it to be a threat, your nervous system responds as if it is a physical threat. And when your brain goes uncoached and unmanaged, you don't teach your brain a different response and your nervous system a different response. And so the root of it never gets addressed and this pattern gets to repeat over and over. And eventually, something that was a paper tiger, something that never posed a physical threat to your safety, 
can actually end up harming your body. Burnout, heart attack, high blood pressure, anxiety. Think about how insane that is. All right, so do you have that image now of a paper tiger chasing you? I don't know where your imagination goes. I picture like an eight and a half by 11 piece of printer paper folded origami style into a paper tiger. I think of it as like the size of like a guinea pig or a mouse, like something very small. The point is that it's not even close to as scary as an actual tiger chasing you. Now, there are a lot of different ways that paper tigers show up in your business, and we will cover other ones on the podcast, but today I want to hone in on one of the most common paper tigers that robs any joy from the process of running your business and cuts you off from connection with God, which is this thought, you should be further along or I should be further along. I want to help you stop thinking this or at the very least turn the volume way down on this thought. So let's dissect three things. What is this thought trying to do? Why is it so toxic and what does it lead to? And then what do you do about it? So what is this thought trying to do? Why is it so toxic? And what do you do about it? So first, let's start off with what is this thought trying to do? What's it trying to accomplish? For the record, this is a very normal human brain thing to do. Welcome to the human condition. What it's trying to do is spur you into action. It's trying to get you to speed things up, to create the end result as quickly as possible. Which makes sense. Who doesn't want the result as quickly as possible? And just like we talked about in episode 24, this pattern and this way of motivating yourself, it technically works and probably has worked for you in the past, whether it's in school or at your job. And your brain repeats whatever it thinks works. But it's like the parent that pushes their kids so hard to perform, whether it's playing an instrument or playing a sport, that the kid actually ends up performing worse. I remember this growing up and watching it happen. There was that parent on the team that was so adamant about pushing their kid, again, with the intention of spurring them on and trying to get them to bring out their best good intentions. And the kid actually, you know, develops from a skill set perspective. They objectively have the skills that you need to play basketball, but it ends up having the opposite effect. The son of the dad who pressured him to constantly perform, anytime his dad was there at the game, he would play poorly. It happened all the time. And similarly, operating from this thought, I should be further along, hampers your performance in your business. Because as the entrepreneur, either as the solo person in the business or as the CEO, you are both the parent and the child in this situation. So you're telling yourself you should be further along, and then you're trying to keep up with the ever-moving target of meeting your own expectations. So that's what this thought is trying to do. It's trying to get you to perform at your best. It's trying to get you to create the results as quickly as possible, because of course, that's what you want. And your brain learned that it technically works. And so it's going to repeat whatever it think works. Second thing, why is this thought so toxic? What's wrong with the thought, I should be further along? Four things that I want to hit on. The first one is just the word should. Anytime you hear the word should or you say the word should, I just want your ears to perk up a little bit and for you to look a little closely at it. Because it assumes that there is some expectation or standard by which you are measuring yourself. 
And so you want to get curious, what is the standard? Who decided what that standard is? Because at the end of the day, where your brain thinks you quote unquote should be is likely based on an arbitrary rule or assumption that it just happened to pick up somewhere. And so if you think you should be further along in your business, my guess is that your brain is likely comparing yourself to other people that you see starting and running their businesses. And last time that I checked, correct me if if I missed something, there's no manual with set expectations for where you should be in your business by a certain point. You're not being graded by a teacher. There's no standardized test. You're not being evaluated by a boss. This is all happening in your mind, which as I love to say is great news because that means you can change it. Second problem with this thought, it's accusatory and it's unhelpful. It's telling you that you're doing something wrong without leading in the direction of anything productive. Like when you say this, you're not saying you could be further along. Let's look analytically and objectively at what you could learn or be doing better. It's like that really critical person that you know. I worked with some people like this where all they do is point out problems everywhere and complain, but put absolutely zero effort into finding a solution or offering help. This thought is like that kind of person. Third problem, the words further along. That phrase is completely vague and nonspecific, which is such a sign that you're dealing with a paper tiger. When your brain keeps things really vague, it's uncertain and it's hard to put your finger on and it allows it to just kind of stay there and keep living there. I mean, think about any time that you are intentionally vague when you're talking to somebody. Often it's because you're trying to avoid something or hide something. And so if your brain is being vague, it's often trying to do that exact same thing. Fourth problem, it's avoidance. And this is related to what we just talked about. It's an attempt to escape reality in some ways. It's at odds with contentment. It's like living in your house and constantly saying that you wish you were in that bigger house next door. It's built on the lie that I would finally be happy, finally be satisfied if I were further along. This thought fuels discontentment and it cuts you off from the fruit of the spirit. Have you ever tried being joyful or loving at the same time that you're basically complaining about something? It doesn't really work that way. So that's what's wrong with the words in the statement, I should be further along. But the most problematic part is how it feels to operate from this place and the kind of entrepreneurial experience that flows out of it right? It feels terrible. Cue pretty much everything we talked about in episode 24. Tense muscles, shallow breathing, stress. When I coach my clients around this thought or some other flavors like it, like I should be better at this or I should be better by now or I shouldn't be struggling with this anymore. There are two primary emotions that tend to come up. Frustration and discouragement. So I picture for frustration, it's like a balloon being popped Or for discouragement, it's like a balloon slowly and quietly being deflated. And what happens when your brain goes uncoached and unmanaged is that you stay in those emotions of frustration and discouragement for days or weeks or months. And over time, what started as frustration turns into shame, which is going from 
this sucks or it's not working to I suck. There's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough, right? Because I should be further along implies that I could be further along, but I'm not. So there must be something wrong with me. And then what starts out as discouragement eventually becomes despair, which is going from I'm disappointed to this is never going to happen for me. Do you see how left to its own devices, your brain can take the thought, I should be further along and then make it about your identity, I'm not good enough. Or it will take it from a temporary problem that you can solve to a projection into the future that you can't, aka this will never happen. Number one, who wants to feel this way about their business? Nobody would be my guess. Number two, I hope you can just guess what kinds of results you're likely to create from a place of discouragement or despair or frustration or shame. Seriously, like think back to the last time that you were frustrated or discouraged and you were trying to work. If you're like me, you work slower and you produce lower quality work, which then just makes you more frustrated and more discouraged. And it just is the cycle that feeds on itself. And then shame and despair, that's just like, At that point, all I want to do is put my pajamas on and get in bed because what's the point, right? Doing anything from that feeling state is definitely not you at your best. And it's very unlikely to be fruitful or to be in service to the people that you work with. Now, to put things in a little bit of perspective, if you're operating from this place and this thought is kind of in the background of your head, or maybe it's in the forefront, if you're operating from this place one or two days a week, that's 20 to 40% of the time that you're operating at a fraction of your potential. Imagine if your results were 20 to 40% better. That would be 20 to 40% more people you're serving and more money that you're earning in the business. And if this thought is the background music, the soundtrack playing all the time, imagine what you'd be capable of and what entrepreneurship could be like if that weren't the case. So let's talk about what to do when you catch yourself believing or telling yourself this thought that you should be further along. When my clients tell me that they feel like this is the case, we always do a few things. We need to cross-examine this belief and we need to run it through some tests. And so some of this will sound familiar because it's based on some of the problems that I described with this thought. So first, we want to ask your brain to get super specific. What would actually satisfy your brain's definition of quote unquote further along? What does that actually mean? Then we want to look at where the should is coming from. How is your brain defining how far you should be? Where is that definition coming from? What standard is it using? What are you comparing yourself to? And then we want to look at the fruit of the belief. What is it producing in you? To borrow language from episode 24, does it lead you to diesel fuel and hurry, hustle, anxiety, and stress? Or does it lead you to operating on electricity from peace and ease and sufficiency? Now, after that, which by the way, takes all of two minutes max, you typically realize that your brain doesn't have a specific definition of further along, or you realize that the one that it has is arbitrary and it's just kind of this made up standard that your brain picked up from some guru or influencer that you read something they wrote or watched a video two years ago. And so all of this can get dissolved relatively quickly. And then it starts to feel a little bit better. But then now what, right? You've pulled out the lie or the false standard. What do you do next? 
Now you need to come to acceptance with where you are. Like look at yourself as if you're looking at the map or directory in a mall that says you are here. Telling yourself that you should be further along is you looking to the future and saying, ugh, I don't have that. I'm not there yet. When what you want to be doing is when you look into the future, you want to be excited about where you're going with anticipation saying, ah, that's where I'm going. Think about the anticipation that you have when you have a vacation coming up. A week before that vacation, you're not sitting there at your desk telling yourself that you should be on vacation already. No, you're trusting that it's going to happen and you're letting there be excitement and you're looking forward to it happening. But here's the key with this example. What's required is trust that the vacation is coming. What's required is trust that the future is coming, that you will get where you're going. And if you don't, in your heart of hearts, trust that you're going to get there, you just learn something very, very important. And I might pause this episode right here and sit with that, because that is going to be the first thing that you want to address. Now, here are a few ways to help you come to acceptance with where you are and reframe so that you can start to move forward. So you can look to two places. You can look to God and you can look to future you, which we talked about a bunch in episodes five and six for wisdom. First one, look to God. How might God describe where you are in your business right now? Do you think God is really looking at you and saying, wow, I really thought you'd be further along by now. If you think that, I'm sorry, but that is not God. That might be an earthly parent or a tough teacher, or a previous boss, or just the enemy. But I promise you that that is not God. Or would he say something along the lines of, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. In fact, I planned on this. Let that sink in. And then look to future you. Imagine if you, the version of you one year from now in 2023, who's achieving the goals that you have set, If they were to come back and sit across the table from you, what would they say to you about where you are right now? What belief would they suggest that you operate from to get where they are? Imagine for a moment, what would change for you if you fully believed that you were exactly where you're supposed to be in your business right now? I'll give you one hint about one thing that would definitely change. Earlier, I listed four problems with the thought and with the statement, I should be further along. Here's a huge number five. This thought causes you to focus on yourself and where you want to be in your business. I should be further along is a me first kind of posture. When your thoughts are focused on your wants and your needs, it means that you're not focused on your ideal client's wants and needs which means that your marketing is less effective and you're not serving your clients as deeply as you can and you're not reflecting the heart of God. And if I had to guess, I think future you who's already achieving the goals that you have set is probably thinking way more about how they can serve their audience than they do about being quote unquote further along. Let's wrap up. Running your business with paper tigers like I should be further along chasing you is like trying to sleep underneath a wet blanket. It's probably possible. I mean, you could do it. 
if you're tired enough or in your business, if you grind hard enough for a long enough time. But why would you want to? Why would you choose to sleep under a wet blanket? Running your business can be such a joyful experience. The idea that you should be further along is one, a lie, and two, sucks the joy out of entrepreneurship. Anytime you have this thought from here on out, I hope you picture a paper tiger chasing you. I hope you picture yourself realizing that it's made out of paper and that you stop running, you face it, and you just step on it or knock it over or fold it over or shred it or recycle it. Or if you watch The Office, the episode where Jim pranks Dwight and makes his desk and chair out of cardboard, and then Dwight goes to sit down and it just collapses. Whatever is helpful for you to imagine when this thought comes to mind, picture a paper tiger and you no longer being scared of it. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, God says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Luke chapter 12 tells us that God knows the number of hairs on your head. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus tells us that the Father knows what you need before you even ask for it. So what if you were exactly where God wants you to be and where he always planned for you to be right now? What would change if you knew you were exactly where you were supposed to be? One of the reasons that coaching is so powerful is because it creates a regular space for you to identify paper tigers and help you move forward, not by trying harder and pushing through, but instead by eliminating them. And when you start eliminating paper tigers and then leaning into the practices of Jesus, like silence and solitude and simplicity in your business and Sabbath rest, you start to operate on electricity and you experience entrepreneurship as it was always meant to be experienced. So if that vision of entrepreneurship resonates with you, if that's how you want to experience your day-to-day while growing your business, and you have a deep desire for spiritual formation that is to be formed to become like Jesus, I invite you to book a discovery call with me at the link in the show notes or at lenahancoaching.com slash discovery. That's all for this week. I will see you next Tuesday on the Renew Your Mind podcast. All right. I hope there was fresh revelation uh, that you gained some new insights from the episode. And even more importantly, just that you've been able to identify one or two specific things that you want to take into your quiet time with God, into prayer, that you want to take action on and implement coming from this episode. If you aren't already getting my weekly emails, head to the link in the show notes to sign up. Every week I send out reflection prompts, quotes, resources, and mindset exercises related to growing your business and growing deeper in your walk with Jesus. That is all for today. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you next time on the Renew Your Mind podcast.